Hey, what's up, you guys? We're getting very close to 24 hours to go. Um, obviously, the clocks go back, so um, just be mindful of that when you're prepping. I'm pretty sure iPhones do it automatically, which kind of just confuses me more because then I need to trust that the iPhone's done it. Um, sorry, I'm just drinking coffee. Um, but yeah, I was due to go to the race hotel last night. I decided um, just to stay up in Belfast. Um, so I'm going to head down this afternoon. Um, it's kind of a luxury I rarely get to enjoy. Um, is Well, first of all, being at home is one of those luxuries I don't often get to enjoy. Um, but also just like your own bed, uh, you know, being able to cook your own food. And, you know, this morning there, instead of like going to a hotel breakfast and like, you know, maybe having toast, maybe having honey, maybe having porridge, you know, you, you can have exactly what you want to have because you could buy it yesterday. Um, now, you can do that in a hotel. Like, obviously, you can bring your own stuff. and um, But it just seems a, a little bit more hassle. Um, and I remember being in the, the Dublin Hotel. It's a, it's a lovely hotel, absolutely gorgeous hotel, the Conrad. Um, but, I, but I just remember, like, having to leave the hotel room quite a bit to go get stuff. And you're making like easier decisions so you know you've gone for a walk and you want to get some lunch and you walk past like a sandwich place and you know you might have wanted like a spaghetti bolognese but you, you actually have like a sandwich because it was closer and um, you, you just make decisions that you might not have made if you were in your own kitchen so yep it's getting very close now um i i, I think by now your your race plan should have been nailed down Mine is. Um, I I phoned Alan's store yesterday, and Alan's somebody that I would talk to quite a bit. Um, and I I just wanted to run a few things by him, and um, you know, it's like, do we do we do this plan or do we do that plan or like, what do we do if this happens? And it's nice to kind of like have a soundboard and like it's all it's almost like I know the answers or think I know the answers, but it's nice to have it like locked in and confirmed. Um. And so race plans dialed in. Um, we we considered a few different scenarios. We um, you kind of troubleshoot and well, what if this happens or what if that happens? And nine times out of ten in a marathon, it really doesn't matter what's going on around you. Um, there's a there's a there's a fastest possible speed that you can run from A to B, and it's already pre-written unless a huge tailwind comes along, for example. But Basically, there's not really a lot you can do. You know, you're in the fitness you're in. There's a fastest possible time that you could run tomorrow and you can't really change it. You know, you can psychologically boost yourself at certain points in the race and it'll it'll keep you in it, et cetera, et cetera. But um, basically, marathon running is about getting from A to B as quick as you possibly can. And if you can use people in the race to help that, i.e. drafting or working with someone because you're psychologically struggling, um, then you have to do that. But it's it's already pretty much pre-written what you can handle. Um, but how you go about doing it probably narrows down how close you run to your maximum potential and how close you don't. Um, for example, my maximum potential might be 217.00. But if I run the first, you know, six miles at either 221 or 215, both might play a negative impact on the end result. Um, probably the 215 playing a bigger negative impact on the end result than what 221 pace at the start would do. Um, so it, it's about, 
you know, it's about getting yourself in the right headspace, like I've talked about, and, and getting yourself in a in a sort of headspace that's it's ready to work hard. Not only work hard, but do it intelligently. And and it's the same in every sport. I seen Dan Carter on Twitter this morning, and he and he tweeted about you know something he had wrote in his journal, like must have been years back, something he had wrote in his journal for before uh, uh so or a semi final and a final um World Cup rugby game. And it just said, patience, process, 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 focus on the job at hand. You know, things like this. And trust the process, trust the journey, smile. Um, and at the end of the day, there's, there's, I, I, I come back to this quite a bit, but there's a, there's a fitness you'd love to be at, right? We all have it. Um, I seen some of the elites have ran 207, 208. Um, and don't get me wrong, when you're running a marathon in Dublin, you know, really close to home and um it's it's the capital city of the country that you run for um it it <laughs> i would love that 207 208 guy to be me you know um but you have to i think there has to be a level of respect when it comes to running so you have to respect that person and you have to respect the journey that they've probably been on and the hard work that they've put in and with that respect comes intelligence knowing that you know that's perhaps not the person to sit on and that's perhaps not the race to run um but it's it's frustrating because you do all this hard work and when it comes to race day you know you just you want more we're greedy and it's not it's not actually a bad thing for once it's not a bad greed it's um it's just ambition you know it's where you want to be it's where you want to take things but 24 hours before is really about taking a step back and just accepting where it's at and you can talk about the plan today. You can tell everybody your plan. You can you can justify why you're in, in that position, why that's the right plan. But when that gun goes, that's the most important time. You gotta stick to that plan. Remember process and um you know, my plan's really straightforward, really simple. Um I have a very clear reason for racing. Um and, and if you listen to the podcast enough, you'll know that. So if you listen to the podcast enough, you should be able to predict what my race plan would be. Um, there's kind of two races within a race. You know, there's a time race for like Olympic points. There's a there's, there's certain sort of times and criteria you need to meet. Um, and then you, you need to finish at least first or second Irish person on the day. So there's races within the race. But it's important. To, um, I would say it's important to secure one of those goals before the other um you can't you can't start juggling multiple goals you need to have a primary goal and like a secondary goal and make sure the primary goal that you select is a goal that you can control for example i've just told you you know there's a time goal and there's a the place goal um if if michael hesse runs 209 tomorrow for the marathon in dublin there's probably very little i can do about that um, except congratulate him and say well done and so better to pick a goal that you can control the last time I did Dublin I my goal was to be first Irish person and get auto selected for the European champs I ended up running the majority of the race in the lead pack because Freddie Sittuck was confirmed Irish the night before you know a Kenyan born um, he, he wasn't able to run for Ireland but he was confirmed eligible for the national title to be selected for Europeans, you had to win the national title, and and so it was just complicated. But basically, my my goal became racing Friday 
rather than, you know, my goal should have been how do I execute the best possible race plan today? And what is that race plan for me? So, you know, it's being intelligent, it's being smart. But guys, fuck me, you know, Dublin Marathons tomorrow. I am I am so excited, you know, like I'm 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 walking around like just absolutely pumped. I, I am definitely really excited. I actually just paused the podcast to watch the hacker. That's fucking so good. Like, you might be nervous at the start line of a marathon, but what the fuck would you think if they were doing that in front of you? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited. I, I'm always like, I think it's been ingrained in me and drilled into me over the last, like, probably since 2016 that the marathon, the marathon is a real different beast. And, um, you know, if Sunday was a 10K or if Sunday was a half marathon, like, I don't care how cocky or confident it sounds, like, I'm pretty sure I'd, you know, just like the national champs on the track, I think I'd I'd really be very hard to beat. Um, and I think I'd rip the guys apart, you know. Um, I just, honestly, I think I could run 62 minutes something this Sunday for a half marathon. Like, I feel exactly where I would want to be um, in that fast pace. And I'm just so comfortable and feeling really good in training. And, you know, fitness tests are showing the best I've ever shown um but the marathon is just so different um basically in a marathon you can there's so much going on that things shit can just hit the fan um and so you're it'd be very difficult to be cocky before a marathon ever i don't think you should ever be you know because anything can happen you know you can you can blister you can stitch you can muscle cramp um you can fuck your fueling up your stomach can get fucked up you can fuck your pace up that's a list of there's there's heaps more one of the things i've been talking to um or i spoke to alan about yesterday for example was you know one of my concerns is that if i'm the fittest i've ever been you know there's always a chance that your body just isn't ready mechanically to run that fast for that long so if somebody, the, the example I would give is if somebody gave you like, if you woke up today with a far superior fitness and tomorrow than you've ever had, you still need your body to get from A to B for you faster than it's ever done before. Um, so there's loads, there's loads going on. And as excited as I am, there's an underlying caution that is, that is respect and that the marathon deserves. Okay. So that's two really important things. You know, you're, you need to be cautious because anything can happen in the marathon and you need to give the marathon respect because it deserves it. And at some point, you know, your body, you know, you probably get to like mile 15, mile 16 and everything still feels really good. And you're enjoying the crowd and the course and the support and running with people. And, you know, but you're definitely going to get to a point where it's just not as easy to focus on relaxing as it once was. Um, it's just not as easy to run at the cadence that you'd been running at. And, you know, definitely at some point, it's definitely going to hit you that, you know, this this speed that I set off at, that seemed it seemed obvious that I was going to be able to handle this. And for a long time, it, it felt like I really was going to run this time. But at a certain point of the race, it's going to get to the point where you start questioning that, like, oh, no, like, am I going to be able to handle this speed, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when mantras have to come into it. You know, that's when you have to start reminding yourself of all the hard work. You need to remind yourself you've been here before and you were able to deal with it that time. Fucking hell, England's about to score here in the first minute and a half of the game. 
Um, and that's what you got to do. Um, I don't go down the route of trying to encourage England just scored. So I don't go down the route of trying to encourage, you know, I'm not going to say make the marathon your bitch or something fucking stupid like this because that's not the case. If you give it respect and you stick to a plan and you stick to the probably the level that you're ready to compete at, at least until the last three to four miles, you're going to have a fucking brilliant day. Um, if you fuck any of those up, accept that you fucked it up and got it out. And I really urge you to do that. Um, I, I, I promise, this is a promise on the podcast today that I'm releasing today. I'll be at that finish line. You know, there's no two ways about it. I, I don't care how I get there. I might have to order a fucking Uber, but I'll be at that finish line. Um, and I just, you know, it would take a lot for me not to finish a race off. Um, you know, I, I was out with a girl last night and we were just going for some dinner. And I, I, it's one thing that I'm super proud of myself about that I have a way of, I just have a way of finishing it off. No matter how it's feeling, no matter where my body's at. Because I always think to myself, like, when when it goes dark at night, right, you're in your dark room, and your wife might be next to you, your girlfriend, or whatever, but when the room goes dark, and it's just you, and you've had a tough day, or whether it's at work, or whether it's, you know, on the race course, whether it's at the marathon tomorrow, when you finish it off, you can at least hold on to that, right? You can at least hold on to the fact that, you know, it wasn't going the way you wanted it to, and, and that sucked. But that you finished it off, um, and and I do I do urge people if if at all possible, um, you do finish it off, or you at least you at least attempt to, right? So you at least give it a go, and you know you might be really giving up, you might have something hurting you, maybe you stop, maybe you stretch it, maybe you maybe you don't stop because by stopping you'd seize it up. Everyone's always protecting their body. Everyone's always like, no, no, I stop because of cramping. You think I don't fucking cramp out the front? <laughs> I'm cramping. I sometimes I'm cramping with six miles to go, but it it doesn't it doesn't stop me. It's just the marathon. It's just part of it. Um, I remember my buddy Andrew Dockerty that I lived with telling me. Um, basically he told me that for I think about two hours of his marathon, and he was trying to break three hours. He thought it was going to be the easiest thing he's ever done. And he said about 20 minutes later, he was on his back and he had some woman stretching his hamstrings that were cramping. And he said it just happened all of a sudden. So, yeah, just 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 bear that in mind. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like psych you out here. I'm just it's not if this was a 10K, you know, there'd be a lot more excitement in my voice. There'd be I'd be telling you guys, you need to fucking get after it. You need to not quit. You need to really dig deep. You need to believe in yourself. You know, like you, you need to basically be willing to work. Your body can do it, but your brain has to get your body to do it. Marathon's just very different. And a slow confidence is all you need. That you just picture a big bag of sand. I've talked about this before. And with every mile that goes by, try not to stick too many holes in the bag of sand. And just let it drain slowly. And then if you can get to four or five miles to go and you're feeling good, fucking rip it home. And really enjoy that last four or five miles. That's all I can urge you to do. Um, but right guys, I'm going to cut it short today, um, that's about all, I'm going to watch this game, and at halftime I'm going to pack, um, hopefully I don't forget anything, and then I'm off to Dublin, and I am very, very confident, I'm very, very sure of my fitness, and 
Um, I, I really hope it ends up being a brilliant day for everybody.